Welcome to uh, Don't Listen to Us. This is episode number 23. I'm Sean King. I'm Melissa King. And we're, it's here um, in the middle of uh, December. Uh, in, <laughs> here in British Club. Jesus, it's cold outside. It's so cold. It's so cold. What a switch, huh? It, it's 18 degrees according to the thermometer, but which is for you Americans, I think it's 70. So I think it's 70, 68, 70. It feels like it's 10. It feels like it's in the mid-50s. It's, it's it, chilly. It, it is chilly. It yes. is literally... I turned on my electric blanket yesterday. Yes, he did. Doesn't take much, though, for him to turn on his electric blanket. You <laughs> <laughs> had it on number five this morning, folks. Click, 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 click. I'm what sitting here open, click. <laughs> gaping open mouth at my wife would allow that funny. secret to be released. He is. I am a wimp when it comes to cold. <laughs> Sean yeah. does not like Hate cold. Hate it. Hate it. Yes. Like anything below 70 for me, 20 centigrade Celsius, I just, oh God. Well, the difference between you and me is that if it's cold, I can jump in under the quilts and I move around and I, you know, and I like to get cozy, but I not use an electric. Like before yeah. I married you, I didn't have an electric blanket since yeah. I was like 12. Yeah. Whereas you like to get in and get and you like the you like the blanket on. You just want to you, you take it head on. <laughs> and we have one of those. Uh, I love my like our electric blanket. It's not an electric blanket. It's an electric sheet. Yes. Like, electric blankets go on top. And the problem oh. with that is the heat heat rises. So the heat of the electric blanket is going up first. Oh, I've never used one of those. We have an electric sheet that goes underneath your body. So mm-hmm. when the heat rises, it rises into your body. Mm-hmm. The funniest thing is Melissa very rarely, I think she's part lizard, very <laughs> rarely puts on her side of the, of the electric blanket. I put mine on at the slightest whim. <laughs> he does. <laughs> but you do this funny little thing to keep yourself warm of friction. You move your legs back <laughs> and forth. Do. Like you're pedaling a bicycle in bed. I do, I do. It's very funny. I do. Well, friction creates heat. But you know, you, you're, not, you're not kicking them very fast. <laughs> it's just slow motion thing that you do. Which I just, do. I find hilarious. You mm. do that to keep warm. Yes. And then when she gets really cold, she just heat vampires me. <laughs> I do. Rather than turning on her electric blanket, which is the usual thing to do. She's like, no, I'll just suck the heat out of my husband. I'll just oh, it's snuggle up to him. It's funner that way. It is for you. It's, it's obviously <laughs> a great freaking deal for me. not so much. Uh, as always, we'll love you guys sending us emails. There's emails to DLTU at YML.me. Hi, Sean and Melissa. This is from our friend uh, Scott in uh, Sydney, the country who shall not be named. Hello, Scott. I heard a discussion about rent from the help column question on last week's show. First of all, Scott, I just want to make clear that we're, that wasn't the help column. We're, we're not helpers. We don't do... Oh my God! Help stuff. Don't ever oh. confuse us with actual help. No, we're you should not take any of our advice. <laughs> it's called is... "Don't listen to us for a reason." We're idiots. So <laughs> don't, don't, don't. Um, he said. So from the day I got my first real job, my mother charged me board and rent. Now that's fair. I agree. I I, I think most people would say, <clears throat> you know, if you're going to school. Most of our parents said would have would said it. Most of our parents said to us, "If you're going to school, you don't pay rent. But if you're not going to school, <clears> you pay work rent. and you pay rent. Yeah, you work and you pay rent." Mm-hmm. So I have no problem with that. Scott says, "Admittedly, it was only fifty bucks, but it quickly taught me about the need to pay my own way." Mm. Over the years, I've lived in various living situations. At one point, my partner owned his home, and I still paid him rent. This stopped there ever being any issue about him giving me a home. 
My current partner and I live separately, and I spend three days a week with him. I don't pay rent to him, but I do pay towards groceries and other things we do together, mm. despite the fact that he works full-time, I'm on disability. This is a, there is a great equalizer in paying your own way. I agree with that, Scott, if that's what you want to do. If you don't have any resentment or bad feelings about that. It's obvious that the letter writer that we were talking about from last week mm-hmm. resented her mother-in-law for making Asking her pay for the rent. Re- yes, yes. And it sounded like maybe resented her husband for not stepping in and saying, my, my wife isn't going to pay my mother rent. Mm, mm. Paying towards household expenses and events you do and things like that, that's, that's great. It's fantastic. It's what you do. Yes. It's what you do as partners. Whoever, I've always been in the situation where whoever has the money to pay for the thing you want to do pays for it. So if I say, hey, let's go over to the city and stay in a hotel for the for the night, I'm going to pay for it. It was my idea. Right, right. If I say, let's go for dinner, I'm going to pay for it. It was my idea. I get to choose the restaurant. Of course. I get to choose the restaurant and then, and then I pay for it. And vice versa. If you said, let's go for beer, my full expectation is that, okay, she's buying me a beer. Right. So that's that's the equalizer. But when you're being forced to do it, I think that's a little different. I think it's mm. a little resentment. Well, I think him putting in for groceries, et cetera, is that's just politeness. Absolutely, just, yeah, absolutely, and vice versa. Mm. I'll, I'll buy in their situation. He says he spends three days there. If the boyfriend comes to your house, he can buy. He groceries. can buy groceries. You know, yeah, it's just what you do. Each other's living situation. No, that's good. Hmm. There was this. Oh, I got to dig this up. There was this. Real, this is a, this is a two-parter. Um, my friend Jay Earl posted this on Twitter, and we started to talk about it earlier. Um, so there's this Federico Roberto. I don't know who Federico is. He, he wrote this on Twitter. We dated without Tinder. We took rides without Uber. We got jobs without LinkedIn. We found places without Waze. We did playlists without Spotify. We took photos without Instagram. We found answers without Google. We made friends without Facebook. Brag about your generation. And my friend Jay Earl writes, It was shit. We wasted so much energy doing things that were better suited to machines. My God, how the fuck can you look back on this and think it's better? Everything was so small and you lost touch with real friends too easily. You got lost and had limited horizons. Fuck that, J. Earl says. I start laughing, but you said you disagree with J. Earl. You were the pre you liked the previous it's not that I like it. It's just that I see the the beauty. I, I think what Jay said, I don't have it in front of me, but what he said about we lost so much time doing things that machines did much more yes. easily. Yes. And I, I kind of disagree with that. I do. Well, for me. And, and being at, like, for example, this Tinder thing. I've never done it. Yep. Or just, or, uh, but is it normal? Is it a well? Maybe this generation it is, but is it a normal thing to be able to have quickly in a, in a nanosecond at your fingertips everybody in your vicinity that could possibly be uh, somebody that you could uh, have a relationship with? Sure. What's wrong with that? Well, there's nothing wrong with it. I just don't see that that makes anything easier. I don't think you can make the sweeping statement that it makes it easier. It does make it easier if if you have a whole pool of people in your hand rather than getting dressed up and going to a bar. No, you don't have to get dressed up and go to a bar. Well, how else are you going to meet these people? You can meet people in many different ways. Okay, fine, ways. fine. Whichever way you want to do yeah. it. Yeah. Isn't it easier to do it from the comfort of your own home, well, sitting there in your jammies? 
oh, I don't know how, I thought it worked if you were, say, sitting in a ferry terminal and you could look and see that there were five other guys around you in cars that could possibly be a match for you in your life as no, a life partner. No, no, think, think of Tinder as Match.com just much faster. Oh, I thought You've it was if they pool. were within your vicinity. Some apps do that, uh, but not, oh. not Tinder as far as I know. I, I just don't necessarily think you can make the sweeping statement that everything was easier because everything is easier now because of that. Well, I, I don't know if you can say that. One of the things that the person said, we found places without ways. I didn't. I have the world's worst sense of direction. Mm-hmm. Before GPS in general, I wouldn't leave the house. I'm kidding. I would, but I would get lost constantly. Right. I couldn't find a damn thing. I yes. wasted so much time trying to find the places that everyone else can find very easily. Right. With GPS, I'm going straight to that place. I'm wasting less time. Right. That's, that's better. That is a good thing. I agree. As bad as a company as it is, Uber allows people to not have to own cars, to not have to pay for a car that sits idle 15 hours a day. Yes. Um, LinkedIn. We got jobs at LinkedIn. Back in the day, you looked at your in your local newspaper for a job. And if there wasn't a job there, that was it. You went and had coffee. No, there now, were job in Australia. There were job boards. You could go and 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 find sure, jobs but those that were way. Still, I was never without a job. We're not talking whether you have a job or not. We're talking about looking for a job. Even a job board at your local employment office mm-hmm. was local. Mm-hmm. Right? Was in your town? Was in Newcastle? Mm-hmm. Was in Halifax? Mm-hmm. With LinkedIn, I can look for jobs around the world. Jobs I didn't even know were open in cities and countries I possibly had never heard of, Mm -hmm. but that I was qualified for. Mm -hmm. And maybe that would be a great job. I can sit at home here in Gibson's and look for jobs in Vancouver, in LA, in Montreal, in Halifax. Okay. That's got to be better. In perhaps... Well, what do you yeah. mean? Perhaps? How can you not think that's better? That I don't you can know. It that your job search is is much broader. No, than... I'm just saying you can't make that sweeping statement that everything was better. But or you also easier. can't make the sweep, sweep, sweeping statement that the original poster did that everything was worse. No, I think there's a balance for it all. I think there's pros and cons for each of it. It's just different. It's just different. The only thing I would dis- def- definitely disagree with was we made friends without Facebook. I've never made a single friend because of Facebook. Facebook does not help me in that regard no. whatsoever. No, it, it I have people that I know and that I have wonderful interactions with in real life. You know, like that eye-to-eye, face-to-facing where you can actually touch someone, yep. that kind of interaction. That requests my friendship on Facebook, and I don't confer. I don't. I don't become friends with them on Facebook unless I've actually met you and liked you. I'm not Facebook friending you. I don't. That's to me. That is. Yeah. It's, so that. that brings up this next story. A bunch of men got Tinder pranked oh. at Union Square. I saw this on Twitter, and I read the thread on Twitter. I thought this is sounds really really weird. It turns out this guy. Matches up with a woman on Twitter. and on Twitter or Tinder? Sorry, sorry, sorry Tinder. Mm-hmm. And they have a couple of messages back and forth. And she says, you know, we're real busy right now with work, but let me get in t- back in touch with you in a couple of weeks. Fine, you know, whatever. A couple of weeks later, she says, I'm, I'm available. Come on down to Union Square. And there, there's a DJ playing there. A uh, DJ I really like, he's playing there. We'll meet up there. We'll go for a drink afterwards. So he's like, yeah, okay. This girl, I'm assuming he's attracted to her. So he goes there, and 
he gets there and it's uh, there is a DJ playing on a little little stage. It's like a very makeshift kind of thing. It's not a big concert. It's like it's more like a uh, impromptu kind of thing. And a bunch of guys running around with cameras. And he's standing there looking for this girl, and he realizes that the DJ is playing in front of a bunch of other guys. There's like a hundred guys there. There's no women. It's all guys. And he quickly realizes as he talks to other guys, they're all there to meet the same woman. Interesting. The same woman has collected together basically a hundred guys, and she's basically going to speed date a hundred guys all at once. Or she's making a point. Maybe. <laughs> she stands up. She finally shows up, <clears throat> stands up on stage and explains, hey, I'm so-and-so. You guys are all here because you want to date me. And so now I'm going to start eliminating some of you. So any of you guys here named Jimmy, you can leave. Any of you guys here who supports Donald Trump, you can leave. And she starts winnowing down the guys. Okay. And um understandably, some of the guys are a little upset about this. I understand it, too. Why? What's a waste? I mean, she kind of, they were looking forward to it, probably. They probably had a bit of excitement, nervousness. They probably got dressed up. They may have come far. Okay, so? They were looking forward to it. And then it turned out. They had as much of a chance. Okay, what if a guy did that that to a bunch of women? Let's, Let's reverse it. I, what, what difference would, would would that make? Oh, would it wouldn't make any difference. Everybody would think that was okay too. Well, I think it's. I think this is a weird situation all around. When you look at it objectively, if I'm looking at it from the point of view of the guys, what she's doing is no different than if you'd gone on a date one on one. Right? If she if you introduce yourself as a guy named Jimmy, she go, oh shit, I don't like guys named Jimmy. How am I going to get out of this date? Well, you just find that out before you even set up a date. Okay. Is your name Jimmy? Are you a Donald Trump supporter? Blah, blah, blah. Do whatever. But rather than she's doing that en masse. Okay. And again, if it was a, if it was a guy doing it, I, I wouldn't care either, either way. I think it's just an interesting thing. I can understand why they're upset. I, some of the guys were a little more upset than they should have been, mostly probably out of embarrassment and macho male and ego toxicity. Stuff. Ego yeah. and that kind of, kind of bullshit. But then she starts getting them to do push-ups. And she starts running these guys through the day. Now, the cameras is what bothered me. It sounds like this is some sort of viral marketing stunt kind of thing yeah, that'll she, show up later on YouTube, whatever. Would she need their permission? Um, they probably would have gotten permission either afterwards. Yes, afterwards. They, they, they would have probably needed, needed, needed the individual's permission. And they probably would have had... If this was what I think it is, and there's no reason to have four cameramen running around unless that's in fact true, they would also had um, assistants, and the assistants would have gone up to guys and said, "You know, can we use your your name and likeness?" Or they just blank everyone's face out. Right, right, that's the other thing right. That they could have done. But it, it was an interesting experiment on her part. The reactions were also interesting. But when I first heard her, I thought, "What a bitch." And then I started thinking about it. I thought it's no different than what we do now. She she was doing just doing it a hundred to one as opposed to one on one. If a man had done that to women, it would be there would be a huge, big uproar about it. I bet you. Why? Because it would have been looked at in a very different way. You can bet. How would it have been looked at? Okay. Well. Way? Okay. So yes, it would have. What could he? No, have, I'm he asking have, how. Oh, so she's getting them. So did they do push-ups? Yes. The guys who wanted to hang around did, did push-ups. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This would be interesting to see what a man would have asked women to do. 
or if women would have even responded to a request to do something like, well, it wouldn't have been a push-up, perhaps something else. I just think it would have been a very different thing if it had been a, uh, a man doing it to a bunch of women. That's all. Yeah, I think I, I think if we look at it objectively, there really isn't that bad a thing. Maybe I can do this because I'm not, I wasn't one of the 100, 200 guys that got taken in by this. This is, but objectively I look at it as this is no different than any other date gone bad. You get dressed up to go to your date. You, you, you hop on the subway to go to your date. If this has been just with her, you go down to the DJ booth and meet this girl, and then you go for a drink, and you find you don't like her, or she doesn't like you, or whatever, and you move on your life. Mm-hmm. This is kind of the same thing. Well, no, you wouldn't have had an opportunity to do that. No, what I'm saying, if she was doing this one-on-one with these hundred guys. Yes, I know, but doing it with a hundred guys like that she doesn't give them an opportunity. I don't know what the uh, motivation behind it was for her. What message is she trying to convey yeah. by like doing I said, that? I, I think there's something's going to, once they finish editing all this video, then we'll there'll something be something said up about up it. And, yeah, on, I see. All right. Well, so then having your friend Jail say things are much easier, then there you go. It's much easier to gather together a hundred or so yeah. men and go yeah. on a date. Mass date. <laughs> oh, my God. That is just bizarre. It is. It's very bizarre. It's very odd. It's okay. definitely odd. Hmm. <clears throat> Saw this on Twitter. After my mom died, we found letters tied in a bow from my dad from when he worked away in London in the 60s. My crying sisters and I held hands, opened one, and the whole thing was about how much he missed shagging her. She was apparently a bit of a goer. <laughs> Didn't read the rest. <laughs> Can you imagine? I mean, if you're going to sit with your dead parents, let it, you have to be prepared. It's not going to be like a fairy tale. It's that is, this whole thing of mm, we think of our parents in a completely different you, light. Yes. That's your parents right. are not human beings <laughs> no, not. with their own urges, oh. wants, desires, and needs. They are these <laughs> sexless objects that provide you food. And only cared for you exactly. and thought only about raising you. You you, you were you were raised <laughs> you, you were conceived in a test tube. <laughs> you know? <laughs> What so can cute. you imagine? I love the way they said it. <laughs> Holding hands, ready to have this lovely, sweet emotional connection over their parents' love. And Dad's oh, I miss shagging you love. <laughs> I love that I it love, was shagging. I love when you're on your hands and knees. You know what I mean? And can you imagine what mom would write back, you know? Oh, oh my God, I love it. Oh. Oh. oh, that's fine. No, I knew, I knew that my mother was not a sweet, innocent woman that didn't have sex. Respond, replies, must have been a comfort to know there was serious passion there, though. Guy says, um, kinda. We already knew they were in love and all that, but seeing sexual acts that your mom performed on your dad written down, <laughs> another kettle of fish. <laughs> <laughs> So wonderful. I love it. Let that be a lesson. Do not read your parents' love letters. No, 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 no. I think especially from the 60s forward, like from the 40s, like like the pre-war type stuff, Uh maybe you could have or would have. Why? I don't know. There's that that perception that you you did Mm. those things. You didn't write them down that way. No. 
you know? Pre-war erotica? I don't know. Erotica is different from <laughs> from two people just sending emails or emails, mail back and forth to each other. Mm-hmm. You know, there then it would it seemed to be that this is the perception that it was, you know, I, I miss you. I miss holding them in, in my arms and sunlight, moon, moonlit nights and that kind of stuff. <laughs> but then because sexual mores changed in the 60s, because you women got the pill, you little tramps. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't really feel that way. I don't. I don't. He doesn't. I'm happy y'all got the <laughs> pill. <laughs> but because sexual mores changed, our attitude about writing those things down changed too, I think. I'm not saying that there weren't sexy naughty letters back and forth between people mm-hmm. but there was certainly a lot fewer and it was something that you you maybe you would have burned maybe once you got together you know i don't know but yeah just this, the mental image of that just cracked me up you sit oh, with your sisters oh i love it yes. read, read the, the, the sweet gentle have, love letters yeah and it turns out mom, mom and dad talking about shagging the shit out of each other <laughs> I think that's great. Uh, oh, dear. I saw this on Twitter. Someone said, we didn't used to have all this ADHD and autism and stuff. I think what you mean is that people used to go undiagnosed and get absolutely no help and were forced to suffer through their lives because they had no support or understanding whatsoever. But sure, Karen, pretend my generation invented autism. <laughs> Maybe that's the explanation. You and I talked about this before. You know, when we were kids, we don't remember other kids having peanut allergies or I, I, I'm, I'm positive autism wasn't a word that we knew as kids. It may have been a diagnosis, but certainly no one ever said, hey, that kid's got autism mm-hmm. or ADHD. We just said, he's hyper. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably what it is, that, that this stuff just did, didn't just start happening. It, it happened then, but they just went undiagnosed, untreated. Mm-hmm. Kids with peanut allergies died. <clears throat> mm-hmm. You know, someone gave him a peanut butter sandwich and they died. You went, oh, shit, he died. Mm-hmm. Not that he had a peanut allergy. Maybe that's I, what it is. I don't know. I don't think that it can be denied that autism became sort of a bit of a, an epidemic there. It's, but then it became the diagnosis of the of the day. Oh, so. sure. The pendulum swung the, pendulum the other swung. way. But certainly uh, there are a lot of uh, very, very, very challenged children out there from that perspective that I don't ever remember as a kid growing up no. in school. No, ne- never heard of the word autism. No, we not had kids, kids that were like, slow. There were kids that was. I remember kids that were slow that definitely had a lot of learning challenges. I remember kids that had behavioral challenges from a real behavioral sense, not because they were unable to adapt to their environment like these no. kids with autism. No. no, 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 something going on. It's a disease of the brain. But is it our society causing it now, or was it undiagnosed when we, when you and I were kids? I feel no. I feel it's much more prevalent than what it was. I, I don't remember kids like I see nowadays when I was in mm, school. True, true. Yeah, yeah. No way. No, no, no. These kids are no. There's something going on. So, but yeah, I don't know. Police in Germany rescue man being chased. German police have rescued a man after he called for help, saying the animal would not leave him alone. Emergency services received a call on Thursday from the man who claimed he was being chased on the street by the animal. Mm. Police in Karlsruhe said the unnamed man called him in desperation after he was unable to shake off the baby squirrel. Uh, oh, <laughs> he oh, they can get he, aggressive, he you know. He called for help saying a baby squirrel would not leave him alone. Oh, dear. 
But he ser- claimed he was being chased down the street by the tiny animals, unable to shake off the small rodent. Officer sent a patrol car out to investigate and arrived to, ch- to find the chase still in full flow. <laughs> the drama ended suddenly when the squirrel, apparently exhausted by its exertions, lay down abruptly and fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> he sounds like a little person I know. Officers took pity on the animal, which had probably become separated from its mother. No. Police said it likely targeted the man because it was in search of a new home. Oh. It often Weird. happens that squirrels which have lost their mothers look for a replacement and focus their efforts on one person. She said the animals can be very persistent, but not, not just running behind someone, but entirely fixated on them. It can be pretty scary. It's a squirrel! Oh. How can a squirrel be scary? <sighs> it wasn't a giant mutant squirrel. It was a squirrel. Well, what would you do with it? It was a squirrel-sized squirrel. <clears throat> but what would you do with it? If I mean, a squirrel was chasing me. Like, yeah, if it was really in pursuit of you. It wouldn't leave me alone? Yeah. Kick the squirrel. That's like the elephant being afraid of the mouse thing. It's just afraid of this little thing. Police on the scene appeared more amused and alarmed. A squirrel will be our new mascot. It'll be christened Carl Frederick. Frederick. <laughs> it was a bit of fun. The officers thought up a name that would suit the baby squirrel. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But how, how can you call the police because a squirrel is chasing you? I mean, seriously. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. just how I, I, cowardly is probably the wrong I don't know. word, I think but he it's, was. I think the man was definitely panicked. Sure, but it's still a squirrel. I know. It's not a dog. No, not a dog. It wasn't a pit bull. It wasn't a horse. It was a squirrel. But he was trying to get away from it. And then when the squirrel would leave him alone, kick the squirrel. I suppose they're hard to kick, you know. They move very quickly. Still, try. Mm. Don't, you don't call 911. That's very difficult. Really? It's a squirrel. I'm sorry. When I first... Anyway. I'm sorry. When I... What? What? Well, when I first left Australia and went here, there, and then came to Canada first, I I saw a squirrel and went, oh, my God, what's that? Because I hadn't seen a squirrel before ever in my life. Wait, they don't have squirrels in Australia? Well, not like... Well, I hadn't seen a flying squirrel or anything. Not the ones on the ground like at Stanley Park. Okay. So... Then I saw the big larger ones that are introduced, the big gray and the big black ones, and the gray ones can be big. And it's then for when squirrels. I, and then when I went to London, where people, you know, the part, you know, in the middle of London and people, I guess, feed them. And I was a nanny at the time, and I remember looking around, there was a giant gray squirrel in the pram <laughs> with the baby. And I mean, they started to jump onto the pram because I guess people fed them and they were very bold. And I was <laughs> terrified. <laughs> I was terrified. So I'm just saying. I empathize. Yeah, there's still squirrels. That's all I'm saying. They weigh four ounces. Okay, moving on. These ones were not four ounces. I've had steaks bigger than those squirrels. (laughs) Just kick the squirrel, okay? Yeah. Don't waste the police officer's time. Kick the squirrel. Okay. We talked about this, how much we would both enjoy uh, Idris Elba being the next James Bond. Yes. After the rumor surfaced again, he tweeted, my name is Elba. Idris (laughs) Elba. Good for him. I love it. Oh, my gosh. Where was he born? Uh, England. Oh, is he British? Oh, he's definitely British, yeah. Oh, he's, he's definitely British. <coughs> yeah. I love that Idris Elba pokes fun at James Bond. Wait, what's what that show? show that he did that I Luther. Love? Oh, Luther. Love, oh, oh God. <gasps> if, if you all haven't seen Luther, then you, you gotta just, watch just Luther. stop doing whatever you do, including listen to us and, and, and go... Uh, oh, he's amazing in go, it. Go listen to Luther. It's a very dark show. Don't look for anything light oh, and God, happiness. Yeah. The typical British <laughs> It's really police. dark. 
it's a typical British British procedural police show. Oh God! But with some really wonderfully weird characters in yes. it. Yes, and and, um, and serious drama and. Just and there's that weird woman that visits. Oh him, God, yeah, which, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no, the, you got to see it. Crazy ass redhead. Is it? Is it I'm she, sorry, that's redundant. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Does she have red hair? The one yeah, that visits yeah, she him. Did, yeah. Yes. Anyhow, you got to watch it. It's very great, good. We should show. watch that. With yeah, absolutely. I haven't seen it in a while. I, I don't know if it's on Netflix. It's on or Netflix. Not. Is it? We should yeah, definitely that's watch when it. I, yeah. yeah, I loved it. Seeing people my age become teachers really makes me wonder about the activities of my own teachers. When I was a kid, like, did my teacher leave work, put on a crop top, go out, drink six margaritas, only to show up the next day extremely hungover, and we just didn't never know? I know, I know, right? Talking about your parents being these sexless robots. We thought of our teachers. I remember in grade 12 going to a bar and seeing my math teacher there. Yeah. Like Mrs. Smith or whatever. And she was young. She was only, she wasn't 30 yet. She was like maybe mid-20s, late-20s. Yeah. And she she wasn't hot. She was she was a pretty blonde girl, but she wasn't like smoking hot. But at least in math class. But then we saw this woman dancing. The like, oh, who's that? Oh, Jesus! I know, right? It was yeah, just yeah, so yeah, it yeah. really freaked me out. Oh well, there's something that happens in an elementary or uh, later uh, high school or even late elementary grades. If you get a really good looking teacher, yeah. That everyone starts to feel like, oh, you know, they can look at their teachers in this different way. I'll never forget one day in the fish and chip shop in Australia when I was in elementary school. We had a young British teacher at the time. His name, I even remember his name, Mr. Elloway. And he walked through the door of the fish and chip shop and he had the tiniest, skimpiest pair of shorts on and (laughs) nothing else. And I remember turning around and I I was speechless as a young girl. I was just like, you know, and you could see, you know, I mean, he was easily naked, like in the flash of an eye, he could have been naked. And I was shocked. I I was never the same in his classroom after that. Oh, no kidding. No. Yeah, I could look the math teacher in the eye for a long time afterwards. You want them to just be these pure beings. No, not that he was doing anything. Well, you know, he he looked a little risque, let's just say. Talk about um, uh, the, the the country whose name we shall not uh, use. I, when I, when we went and visit, we went there uh, last December. Uh, Melissa and I got married in Australia, and uh, we were there for three weeks. And there was all kinds of words. Now I knew some Australian slang, like Barbie. We all know shrimp and the Barbie kind of thing, right? Which I never freaking had. It pissed you me off. You did have shrimp, but it had shrimp and on the Barbie. No, not on. It's too bloody hot. Okay. Um, Arvo. This Arvo. Yeah. Yep. What, See you this Arvo this afternoon. <laughs> Where does it come from? Arvo is not afternoon. It's just short for afternoon. It's not short for afternoon. It's a whole different word. It's Arvo. It's not a. It's not short for afternoon. There's only one common letter A. <laughs> if True. Short for afternoon would be afters. That would be short for afternoon. Mm-hmm. Arvo. Where's Arvo come from? It was very Cockney. You know? Okay. See but, this Arvo? But Cockney rhyming slang rhymes with something. What is, where does Arvo come from? I have no idea. See, that's I the just problem. just used it all my life. Bogan. Oh, I don't know what that is. You know what a Bogan is? Bogan? What's that? A redneck. Oh, yeah, no, no. I, I, I know. According to the Australian show Bogan Hunters. Oh, no, I don't know that show. Okay. It must be a recent thing. Uh, Bottle Botlo, yeah, go to the Botlo. <laughs> What's a bottle? Gonna go down the bottle, or you got you drive through the bottle, or you go and buy booze from the bottle. It's a liquor store. Yeah. Where do you know what the word where the word bottle comes from? No, 
Botlo. Botlo. <laughs> Chockers. Chockers. Yeah. Chockers. I don't know that one. It's very full. Oh, I'm chockers. Yes. Am I yes, saying yes, it wrong? Yes. I'm, no, chockers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm chockers. Again, that makes no sense. It doesn't. There's no connection Chocker to the- Chocker block. Yeah. Chockers. All right. Chockers. This was, I thought was very funny. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what, what you guys call, what we call here in North America, a cooler. Is an esky. An esky. Esky. <laughs> and why is it called an esky? Oh, I can only think of Eskimo, I exactly, suppose. Yeah, but I think that was a brand from. name, yeah. Esky. Yeah, so we e- call them Esky. No, no, Eskimo was a brand name. Oh, so we shortened it to Esky. When, when I was a kid, I remember you you would get an Eskimo cooler. Yeah, yeah. Oh, now, okay. Now the word Eskimo is offensive. Okay. But that's undoubtedly where Esky comes from. Yes, is, is Esky. You guys shorten that's Eskimo. right. Because you shorten everything. Everything. You guys love shortening. I don't think I've known any other group of people who love shortening words as much as Australians do. It's very funny. Well, I think Cockney Brits do too. No, they no, have they, a whole language. No, they rhyme words. They don't shorten them. Like I'm per, like pert near, like I'm pretty near the like that. They no, yes, they would shorten a bit. Not to, not to the extent that Australians do. Yeah, it's too hot to say. When and I was so very much like when I went to Italy and I heard someone go, Mamma Mia. I went, yeah, you actually say it. Yeah, you really do. You actually do it. And with, with the finger thing, Mamma Mia. Mamma I was like, mia. oh, that was so cool. That, that is that, that pretty stereotype. Cool. Yes. And for Australians, it's fair dinkum. Fair dinkum, when mate. I, when I heard someone say fair yeah. dinkum, it was like, ah, thank Oh, my right. God, they really say it. I know, I know, I know. Um, who, were, who was teaching Rory how you say, was it my brother or my uncle? How you going, mate? Like how you how you yeah. say the real guy? How you going, mate? How you going, mate? Hey, mate. How you going? And it's all one word. <laughs> so how you going, mate? So my my son Rory was being taught Australianese. Apparently, since he, we've returned from Australia, <laughs> as the rest of the school year, he's all got he, a whole skit. He he's does. He's got a whole Australian accent that he does. And <laughs> his friend Hayden good. said, "Oh, Melissa, honestly, at school all day. It's all he does. It's Top of crocodile Aussie. hunting. It's <laughs> I know. Very funny. I know. Uh, Gromit." I don't know. A little grommet? You little grommet? Yeah. Well, I'm, I, all I can think is it's a fun word to, to call a child, perhaps. Uh, according to this, is a young surfer. Oh, a young surfer? Oh, I don't know that yeah. one. For us, a grommet is a... Is a like a, a stud a, thing. Yeah, like something s- carpenters use. That's what they call young surfers, grommets? So according to this thing. Oh, I don't know that one. That's new. Mozzie? Mosquito. Mosquito. I understand that one. Uh, a pash. Passionate kiss? Yes, a long passionate kiss. Oh, yeah, we were passionate yeah, all night. We were pash all night. Ripper? Well, that's great. That's good. <laughs> oh, a ripper. <laughs> oh, my God. Everyone knows this one, Roo. Roo? Kangaroo. Oh, kangaroo, yeah, yeah. the bloody Roo. This one I'd never heard of, Root. Well, that's sex. Yes, yeah, we- <laughs> This one can get really, this is, as they say, this one can really get foreigners in trouble. There are numerous stories about Americans coming to Australia telling people how they love to root for their team. Yeah, yeah. It's like, ah, <laughs> uh, okay. They say, if you come to the Australia, you would use the word barrack instead. Barrack your team? You would, yeah. You, yes, that's right. That's, that's right. Funny. Oh, that's an old one is that it? I had forgotten. You'd barrack for them. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, for us it's root, but obviously, yeah. It's just, Yeah. It's like when, when, when Brits talk to Americans, or us Canadians as, as well, and talk about, I'll call you tomorrow. I'll knock you up tomorrow. What? Excuse yeah. me? Pardon me? Knock you, you up you what? tomorrow. Uh, servo? That's the service station. Service service station, Go gas to station. Servo, yeah. yeah. Um, I'd never heard this one. She'll be right. She'll be right, mate. <laughs> <laughs> She'll be right. 
It'll it, be okay. It's mean? all right. Yeah, It'll be okay. all right. Yeah. Don't worry. Don't panic. Sicky? Have a sicky. Take a sicky from work. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Call us, what we call a sick day, you guys call a sicky. Sicky. Have a sicky. A slab? Well, I don't know what a slab slab other than the real meaning of it. 24 case, uh, twenty four pack of beer. Oh, I, okay. No? Slab no. of beer. Uh, souk. Suki, when you're a suki, yeah. when you're a crybaby. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to have a Don't be a suk. We used to have these. They don't have them anymore. Stubby holders. Stubbies, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, we, we, in North America, we call them koozies or cozies. Oh. You guys call them stubby holders. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which is funny because stubby holder is a long, it's four syllables. You'd think Australians would be happy to, to take I koozies. Just, I don't know why. We... We'll call it a coos. You know, yeah, you yeah. shorten everything else. I haven't heard of coos. Yeah. Uh, this is the British ta. Ta, yeah, thanks, mate. Ta. Togs. That's your swimmers. Swimmers. For swimmers. That's the other thing, too. Yeah. Well, we call a swimsuit, you call swimmers. Swimmers, yes. And the, and the funniest thing, one, the, the, what we call flip flops, you call thong. Yes. Which is, you know, talking about root. You you say to North America, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put my thongs on. It's like, what? It's a whole thing. Let me have a look, yes. A tradie? That's a tradesman. <clears throat> um, there's also Bricky, Trucky, Sparky, which is obvious. Which, yes. Garbo and a Chippy. Garbo and, and a Chippy. <laughs> chippy, Carpenter. What's a Chippy? Oh, a Carpenter. I haven't heard that one. Uh, ute. That's a car. It's a, it's a particular kind of car, a sport mm-hmm. utility mm-hmm. or utility vehicle, pickup truck. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was very funny, too. I hadn't realized it going there how much... Australian slang is every day, and then I have to figure things out. Oh, because uh, your brothers, sorry, your brother and, and, your, and your uncle in particular, the two men that I hung out with the most, used a lot of typical Australian slang. Yes. I, was, I was constantly, but usually, if you pay attention, the the context will tell you what the word means. You know, I'm yes, going, I'm going yes, down yes, to go, yes. So you know, you'd sort of get of. it, yes. And there's panel van too. There's panel van. Panel van. Yeah, we 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 had panel vans. We don't call them panel vans. Yeah, they don't look quite the same. They don't. Care. No, they, they they certainly don't look the same. Here are the twenty best selling albums in in history. All right. I'm going to assume this is North America. Okay. So tell me which ones you have, which ones you like, just your thoughts and opinions okay. about them. I'm very upset. This just happened. The newest number one selling of all. Do you know what the number one selling of all time was up until about two weeks ago? Was it Michael Jackson? Michael Jackson's Thriller. Okay. With 33 million albums. It was okay. just, and that was a great album. Yeah. As, I don't care what anyone thinks about Michael Jackson. I think he was a freaking loon. Oh, my. Yes, but he was. Who had phenomenal. issues. Yes, but he plenty, was. He was brilliant. But that brilliant. album was amazing. Yes. Absolutely incredible. It just got past. By the greatest hits, Eagles. Ew! I know. Ew! I know. Oh. You know, my friend Gid, she's another Aussie, love her to pieces. She loves the Eagles. And I just go, oh, Gid, come on. I'm okay with you loving the Eagles, but... To surpass that? Ew. I mean, the songs on the album, take it easy. Oh, just shoot oh, me I in the head. Oh, I hate that song. Sh- Witchy Woman? Oh, I hate it. I Desperado? Hate it. No, no. Tequila Sunrise? Take it to the limit? Oh, oh. The Best of My Love? Peaceful, Easy Feeling? Come oh, on. It's just so pablum yuck. Oh, it, it, that's a great way to describe it. That is it's just yuck. utter. Like I, 
I said to Pebble. Gid once, I said, if you were going to be on a desert island, what, what album would you think? Who, who would you want to? She went, oh, the Eagles. And I went, oh, my God, Gid. <laughs> Kill me now. And you look at the, the Thriller album from Michael Jackson, Baby, sorry, um, uh, The Girl is Mine, Thriller, Beat It, Billie Jean, Human Nature, uh, Pretty Young Thing. Um, Billie Jean again, but those songs vastly outweigh. It, uh, like Anything okay, an example is is that if I'm driving along on, in the car and Michael Jackson's even Billie Jean any song from that album I will turn it way up yeah. and just go oh my god it's a, if the Eagles come on I turn the radio off yeah. <laughs> out of spite <laughs> sorry you bastard you played that for me <sighs> number uh, four Billy Joel's greatest hits volume one and two I love some Billy Joel songs but I haven't ever I haven't I never bought a Billy Joel no, album in my life Neither yeah either. even though this these ones have uh, Piano Man, The Entertainer, New York State of Mind, The Stranger, Scenes from an Italian Restaurant. Oh, fantastic classic song. songs. Classics. Fan- love Songs them. that you love to sing along with. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic yeah. Love songs. Billy Joel. Still rock and roll to me. She's Got Away, which is a great song. Uptown Girl. Yeah. Fantastic, but I, I, I would never buy that album. No. Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin 4. Um, I love Led Zeppelin, but I don't know the album. I've never heard this album. No. I, I, I would never have listened to this album. Led mm. Zeppelin was not a band that I've ever... I, I like their songs, the ones that yeah. are popular. Yeah. I, I didn't know, buy their albums. No, and I don't know anything by Led Zeppelin that's not one of the common songs. No, nor do I. You, know, you could... Oh, this is off Led Zeppelin 4, the side 2. With, I have oh, no God, no. No, no, no I haven't got a clue. It was just never music that was... In my sphere, when when that was in the mid seven early seventies, mid seventies, um, and that and we we just weren't listening to that kind of music. Nor us. Same with the Beatles. The Beatles were n- never a band that had any kind of influence on me oh, whatsoever. No, I'm so, I, I recognize that other people love them, but sure, I, I don't. I they're never, not. They're not a favorite of mine. I've I never bought really. an Eagles, uh, a Beatles song in my life. Led Zeppelin song. No. Ne- never, never had any interest in them whatsoever. No. Same with the next band, Pink Floyd, The Wall, number six on the greatest albums. We of all were. Time. My brother and I were heavily into Pink Floyd. Really? Loved, oh yes. Yep. 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 I've never listened to Pink Floyd album. Yep. No, we we were heavily into it. I even watched. I remember we when the wall came out, and then we watched the movie with Bob Geldof, and we were really into it. I think I watched like the first ten minutes. And went, this is stupid. Oh, it turned was, it off. No, it, well, well, it, it, we 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 were into that. So I do appreciate Pink Floyd. Number seven, ACDC, Back in Black. Well, of course, being Australian, we were very, that was a big album for us. But then I'm not a headbanger. I'm not a real, but I mean, I love some ACDC. It's classic, but no. It's another album I never listened to, the entire album. I've heard the songs off it and love the songs. Yeah. Hell's Bell, Shoot the Thrill, Give the Dog a Bone, Back in Black, You Shook Me All Night Long. Great songs. Yeah. Because classic rock and roll Fantastic song. It is. But it's an album I never bought. No, I didn't buy it. Never listened to a single bit of this next guy. Number eight, Garth Brooks. I hate country oh, music. Oh, dear. Oh, no, I no. I hate country no music. No country music. Well, I, I like... Na- um, I lived in Nashville for six years. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was awful. In- I like... Um, what's his face? Um, oh, yeah, him too. I like him too. Oh, my gosh. Uh, good, old, good old what's his name the other fellas. Nicole Kidman's husband. Who is he? Oh, I cannot. My, I've gone brain dead. I can visualize him. He's a pale, skinny little white guy. I, but anyway, I, I do like him, but I like him because he's an Aussie and he's made it big. 
Hootie and the Blowfish. I can't believe that Hootie and the freaking Blowfish are number nine on the top 20 selling albums of all time. I thought they were just like time. a one-hit wonder kind of a band. I would have bet that, too. If you had told me, if you had said they were, I would have bet you against it. Like, I'm just trying to think of this uh, songs. <clears throat> name one of the songs. I couldn't name you a single Hootie and Blowfish song. No, Hootie. I have, to, I have to actually go to the list and, and uh, see what's on it. And I don't know which ones of these are good. Uh, uh, Hannah Jane, Hold My Hand, Let Her Cry, Only Want to Be With You. Oh, I know that one. Angel. I only want to be with you. I know okay, that so that's the one. That's, that's, the, that's the one-hit wonder as far as I know. I thought they were. Oh, that is amazing yep. to me. Number 10, Fleetwood Mac, Rumors. Well, I love Fleetwood Mac. Really? I, I think I, they're... I'm completely ambivalent towards them. Yeah, no, no. I, I still love Fleetwood Mac songs. I still, if, they're, if they come on the radio, I can't help but I turn it up. I think they're a great band. I like, again, the popular music, the stuff that everyone knows. I like it. I don't know anything else about them. I think most of their songs are pretty popular. Um, number 11, I love this. Shania Twain, come on over. I didn't know Shania Twain. Yeah. This Shania uh, Twain. Um, I mean, I know her and I know, but I wouldn't, I don't know her songs. Maybe a couple from the radio. Um, what was the, what was the song that she did that video <clears throat> on? I don't um, know. Where she with, with that, with that leopard suit. I have no I way. watched that in freeze frame. Oh my God. Oh no, I don't know. She looks so smoking hot in that. Oh yeah. I mean, she made country music sexy. I uh, interesting. I would don't know if I'd say that country music has been sexy for a very long time. I she, think she made it ultra made it, sexy. I think she made. There's an interesting point of view. I think she might have made it. Um, yeah, ultra sexy. Country music always had a girl next door kind of sexy to it. A oh. country. Country farm girl kind of sexy. Although Bonnie Raitt had a sexiness about her. She, I don't. I don't. I've never thought of Bonnie because because I know Bonnie Raitt from before she did country songs. I think she of certainly wasn't a girl next door. No, but Bonnie Raitt was blues. I've always thought oh, Bonnie Raitt was, I was see. Being a blues. Singer. Oh, all right. Um, Shania Twain was much more overtly sexy. Well, they made her. They put her in leathers. Oh, they yeah. did all sorts oh, of stuff. Had she had the heavy makeup on? They made her. Uh, yeah, sexy. Yeah, country music was sexy. But I think country music has always had a, a, an aspect of sexy to it, but it's more of a um, innocent, virginal, girl-next-door, country, farm-girl kind of sexy, as opposed to Shania Twain, which was this urban, trampy, not trampy, but hmm. a little more sophisticated sexy. I mean, you know the, Dixie I mean. Chick, the Dixie Chicks, that's I country. never thought of them as being sexy. Oh, well, they weren't, country, they weren't girl-next-door-ish. No, they no. weren't. They seem more like country moms. Mm, they didn't seem like that to no? me. No. But no, I didn't ever, I never bought a Shania Twain album. I no, don't, I, mean, I admire her yeah. very much, but She's I didn't buy a lot of shit. I didn't buy her album no, or anything. Uh, talking about the Beatles, the Beatles are number 12 and the number top 20 selling songs, uh, albums of all time. Don't, never bought them, never. No. Yeah. Now I can't, I'm in my, in, at this age, I can't. Bear to listen to them hardly. for the most part now. Yeah, I don't like listening to them anymore. I, it, uh, there's it, no, there's very few songs from any of their periods, and I recognize their influence on 
popular music in general and mm-hmm. in the way music is both listened to and viewed and perceived and their influence on following generations of, of musicians. But I don't give a rat's ass about them anymore. I don't want to listen to them. I don't want to listen to any of them. You know, Led Zeppelin, Cashmere comes on, I will listen to the shit out of Cashmere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anything by the Beatles, I, I can't. I can't get to the radio fast to turn it off. I agree with you. I just find it annoying. Me too. Which is a real shame. on my nerves. Guns N' Roses, Appetite for Destruction. No, I don't know them at all. I never bought this album, but I love their songs. Okay. Uh, Welcome to the Jungle. I probably know it if I heard it. (laughs) Um, The Paradise City, uh, Sweet Child of Mine, all those are just great hard rock songs. Right. Really fun to sing along to at the top of your lungs. Number 14, Whitney Houston, The Bodyguard soundtrack. Now, I've never seen that movie. Neither have I. I mean, it's Whitney Houston. Yeah. Her voice, I mean, was amazing. I'm, I never bought any of her music ever. No, but the song, I Will Always Love You, is just a wonderful song. Yeah, it's they're pretty famous. You can't. Have you ever heard the Dolly Parton version of it? Because that was written by oh, Dolly yeah. Parton. Oh, yes, of course. Dolly, I love Dolly Parton. I love Dolly Parton's version. I love both versions of, of the song. They're really wonderful. Both of them. Have you heard I, Dolly Parton sing Jolene? Oh, God, yes. Oh. That's, a, no one oh. should, that's one of those songs that no one else should be allowed to sing. Oh, my God. But Dolly Parton. She, it's just one of my favorite songs There ever. are songs out there that no one else should be allowed to sing. Mm. I remember screaming screaming at my radio the first time I ever heard Michael Bolton sing Sitting in the Dock of the Bay. Like, are you kidding me? Oh, I don't think I heard him. You can't remake that song. Mm. That was mm. Otis Redding's last song. Mm. It was a perfect song by itself. You cannot sing it. Yeah. You are a white boy. I haven't heard that. Oh, I God. mean, I've heard Otis. I've heard the original version many times. Awful. Just what a great song. Oh, it's a fantastic uh, song. Fantastic song. Like uh, uh, Aretha Franklin's Respect. No one can ever sing that song ever again. Have other people. Otis Redding was the original singer of it. Actually, Otis Redding had a top 40 uh, hit with it. And oh. then Aretha did it again and just made it her own. Oh. But that's one of those songs that no one else should be allowed to sing. I agree, especially now. Yes, no, I agree. Even before she died, no one should be able but to But no sing. one else has done it, have they? I think a couple uh, people it, have done it from the point of view in the last little while, out of respect to Aretha. No, oh, like as th- a... As an homage. Right. I don't think anyone else has done it as their own song. No, you wouldn't I, dare. You wouldn't dare. But then again, you'd think that you wouldn't dare have done Otis Redding singing the Dock of the Fretz. True. <laughs> uh, this is hard to believe. Number 15 on the list of 20 top-selling albums of all time, Boston. Oh, dear. <laughs> No. Wasn't that this, their only album? This if that... might have been. I'm trying to think of any Boston song. Uh, now, go I have through, to go, through, uh, I have to go, go through the thing. More than a feeling. More than a feeling. Okay, that's the only one I know. Uh, peace of mind, mm-hmm. rock and roll band, smoke and hitch a ride. Something about you. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, yeah, I don't know any. No. I don't know. Any. <laughs> I remember more than a feeling. Uh, number sixteen, Elton John's greatest hits. Well, it's Sir Elton John. I suppose he should be on there somewhere. Yeah, but... He was, you know, he got a bit um, pablamy and a bit poppy in the end, but he did do some amazing music. See, now, I would argue Cannot... that he's always been pablamy. He's no. always been poppy. He hasn't. 
You mean Daniel? Come mm. on. No, no, no. That was pop. That's his pop. No, you haven't seen his, You haven't heard his old albums. Tumble, no, I'm, talking, I'm talking about this album. Tumbleweed yeah. Connection and all that. But Goodbye, he, Yellowbrook Road. But he deserves on. respect because of his history and because of the music that he has released in the past. Crocodile Rock? No, no. I hate Crocodile. Songs. No, I don't like Crocodile this, Rock. This is off his greatest hits, though. But greatest hits albums can be not really not the best choices. And now, it's Benny, not, Benny and the Jets I liked. Mm, it's not necessarily the artists that choose that those greatest hits, you know. Yeah, still. They don't go, just, oh, I want this one on there and this one. They don't choose it. Uh, number 19, Alanis Morissette, Jagged Little Pill. I got to agree with that. Although I didn't buy the album, I did. I did like the album. It's Alanis. I love Alanis Morissette. And I, Plus, I've done yoga with her brother. No, no, with her brother. Mm-hmm. One Wait, away, one step away from stardom. I got to admit, this this album I bought and sang the shit out of, and hurt myself singing it. Did you? I did. BG Saturday Night Fever. <laughs> Well, oh my, oh my god. god, I love that it's album. The Bee Gees. It's, it's just that's like the Oh, group. I loved the Bee Gees. That is the greatest, most embarrassing album I've ever owned it's in my life. It's a great album. It is fantastic. Staying Alive, How Deep Is Your Love, More Than a Woman. Uh, 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 what are the other ones? A Night on Disco Mountain, Jive Talking. Jive Talking. You should be dancing. Oh, jive Talking. Oh, great my God. song. Oh, my gosh. Jive Talking. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I would sing that album and then I couldn't talk the next day. I, str- <laughs> I strained my vocal, vocal cords. A big guy like you shouldn't hit. sing at that octave. How did he get those? Did he, Was he castrated as a young child? Because. <laughs> And no, no males will hit those notes. They I would hurt had. myself <laughs> trying to get up there. It was and the big nasty. one, Barry, was it Barry? Was Barry it? was the high voiced one. Bar- and, but he was the gorgeous, big, main, muscly yes, brother, he was, wasn't yeah. he? He yeah. was stunning. The twins were kind of wimpy looking the, guys. The twins were wimpy looking. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny that that how um, most of those albums are. I'm doing air quotes here of our generation. You, yours, and mine. Mm-hmm. There's no albums of present day, like in the last 10 years. W- was it supposed to be also including the last? No, it was it, t- top selling albums of all time. Oh. So one of the issues is now because people just aren't buying albums anymore. No. I don't know true. that anything in the last 10 years will ever get on that list because we don't buy albums Well, anymore. then they must they would have to categorize it differently, wouldn't they? Wouldn't they have to say most downloaded? Yeah, downloaded songs, downloaded But even whatever. a downloaded album gets nowhere near the sales of any one of these albums in their first week. Hmm. Um, albums nowadays, if it hits 100,000, it's, it's huge. Whereas hmm. then, that was nothing. You had to hit 100,000. A million was was the big deal. You know, albums going gold, which is 100,000 sales, it was nothing back in the days of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Yeah. They gave out gold records as as, as, as toys, as gifts. As, here's the doorman. Here's here's our gold record. Because you got so many of them. So every time you hit 100,000 sales, you get another gold record. Oh. And so if you get a million, you had 10 gold records. That didn't actually mean anything because you got so many of them. It wasn't until you hit platinum, a million sales, that one became important. Mm. So gold records in in, in in those days were were, were it's so not that different big a deal. for musicians nowadays, isn't yeah, we, it? We don't we don't come anywhere near um, downloads or album sales 
that we used to that these albums did. And so, so do musicians have to go on more on more tours now? The whole or industry do they, what is do changing. Do? Yeah, the whole industry is changing a lot. Where musicians are no longer bands, artists aren't making the majority of their money on on album sales no, anymore. No, what do they do? They're making very very little off streaming. I mean, like literally, you listen to a song on Spotify, yeah, yeah, and the artist gets like a penny. No, God, no. He gets like one one hundredth of a penny. Hmm. They make very, very little money off of those things. Most of the time now, artists are making money off touring. Right, so they go on more tours. Go on more tours and, and, and um, uh, sales on, on the tour, T-shirt sales and yeah. that kind of stuff. Uh, very few artists are making money from their actual sales anymore. Whereas you know, in those days that we were just talking about, that's, what that's a lot where of, they that's made where, all where they their made money. money yeah. Interesting. Such a change in an industry, in a huge industry, huh? And it's a change. It's one of those things that when the history is written of this, the vast majority of the issues are the fault of the record industry. It was their own goddamn fault. That they didn't go with the times more? Not only, like- went, not only go with the times, but they didn't respect their audience, us, the music buying public. They encouraged artists to put out albums that had two good songs and the rest were just filler. Mm-hmm. Like, save your, don't put 10 good songs on an album. Put two good ones, do eight mediocre ones. We'll save the other eight for, uh, for more other for, albums. For, for the next album. Mm-hmm. We all know, of people of our age, we all know the feeling of buying, hearing a great song on the radio, running out and buying the album or the CD or the tape or however you got it. Listen to it and going, the rest of this album sucks. Oh, yeah. That happened all the time. All the time. Mm-hmm. So we got tired of it after a while. Mm-hmm. And then when MP3s came along, we found out, wait, I can just get that get one good song? Exactly. And I don't got to spend $20 on a CD that mm-hmm. I know cost you guys 14 cents to make? Mm-hmm. People were getting smarter and realizing that you kept asking us to buy our music over and over and over again in different formats. Mm. Eight track and then album and then cassette and then CD. Mm-hmm. We just got tired of it. Mm. Why am I buying this album again on this other format? Mm. Screw it. I'm not going to... So album sales started to tail off and then the MP3 came along and we went, wait, I can get that song I just heard in the radio for free mm-hmm. and not to pay the album, not to pay 20 bucks for the album. Oh, I'm going to do that. Absolutely. And that's where the downward slide of the record industry started yeah. was them not acknowledging that fact and um, continuing to fight against it to the point where the average customer, because at the beginning of MP3, it was just, just the nerds could do this. Once it became popularized, before the music industry pulled their head out of their ass and realized what what, what was going on, then average everyday people started figuring out they could download it because the software got so much easier to use. Mm-hmm. It was literally a one-click thing. I mean, there was all these search engines for music. I could do a search for a song. It would pop up. i click on it download it. Oh, yeah. You didn't have to be a nerd to do this anymore. Oh, my God. It was one of my favorite pastimes oh, yeah, exactly. to sit and download music. I stole... Thousands of songs. Yeah. And happily, mm-hmm. a lot of it was stealing songs I already freaking owned mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. on albums I'd on bought albums two or three times. I know. I finally got rid of all of my vinyl. And and I got tired of buying CDs. The Clash over yep. and over and over again. Yep. So yep. when someone put the, the Clash album up on MP3, it was like, mm-hmm. I'm just going to die. I've got three copies of it already. Yes. Yes. I'm not buying it again. But how would have they have changed? How would have they have done it differently? They should have real. They should have realized that the audience was getting upset by the cost of CDs and the amount of filler 
on CD. So those are the two things that people complain the most about. Mm-hmm. You're paying 20 bucks for an album that's only got two good songs. Mm-hmm. Stop doing that. Mm-hmm. Charge us $9.99 for an album that's got five good songs. Then maybe I won't go to the MP3 market. Mm-hmm. If it's only mm-hmm. going to cost me 10 bucks. Mm. They just were greedy. Yeah. Right. Hmm. I think that's it. We had, um, oh, we went to the big city. We went week. to the big city, yep. We did. Bike the seawall. Bike the seawall again. again. Mr. King was was sprinting with Rory and going really fast on his bike. And My legs full of jello <laughs> I was pretty impressed. Like, I couldn't I couldn't let him beat me. <sighs> but he did. No, he didn't. Oh. No. He he, he never beat, beat me when, when we were actually racing. When I slowed down just to catch my breath oh. he went past me but I, but it was it's very much that I, I don't know if it's a f- automatic father thing you can't let the kid beat you no i was i noticed that you do that it's weird see whereas as a mother i'm quite happy to yeah, let my children right. beat me yeah. men are always going to feel superior well it's good because then the boys learn a lesson that they don't win everything yeah, because you want me to let him let him win sometimes. Yes, no, because for for me it's a matter of you earn the win. You're not given the win; you earn the win, and it's an interesting automatic um, male thing, male thing, parenting thing for for me. Mm-hmm. I don't want kids in general, and certainly air quotes my kids, to be given everything. I want them to work for it. No, I want that's... them to, to get the sense of accomplishment that when he beats me at something, he beat me fair and square. Yes, yes, authentically. Whether, whether, whether that's playing risk, whether it's bicycle riding, whether it's playing basketball, whatever it might be. But you also have to remember that, say, if it's risk, that, that you're much, much more well-achieved and, and well-versed on the game. And I'm just generally smarter. <laughs> Well, you are much older, so of course you're smarter. So, you, so you're saying I should let him beat me in risk? Well, it would be okay if he didn't gloat. Little shit gloats. See, that's <laughs> <laughs> that's right. the problem. If he wouldn't gloat, I'd let him win. Okay, but he gloats because all up in my face when he beats and it me and stuff. Bruises your ego. Well, a little bit. Okay, a little bit. He kicked my ass in Mario Kart and just wouldn't let me forget it. Oh, did he? Oh, yes. Oh, oh God, yes. <gasps> He beat, he beat me and Hayden on a really like a drum. Is he allowed to play that right now? Yeah, of course he is. Okay. We we've had to take away the Xbox from yes, the Xbox Rory because has he been was removed. He was bad. He did some sneaky things, sneaky things, and anyway. Again and but, again and again and again. Yes, and he's a smart boy. He just I don't know. Anyway, it's a difficult parenting game. But you do a great job at it. Oh, and you do too. Yeah. You do. Yeah. 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 Whatever. <laughs> What are you doing for the rest of the day? Well, the sun's coming out here a little. Um, I don't know. No, we'll find something. I don't know. We'll find something. As always, send us emails to dltu yes, at yml.me. If you have any comments about anything we've talked about or anything you want to talk about or questions, keep in mind we are not relationship experts, so uh, our, <laughs> our, our advice will be full of shit. We certainly are so not. keep that in mind. Uh, this has been Don't Listen to Us. I've been Sean <laughs> King. I'm Melissa King. Thanks very much for listening, folks. See ya. Bye.